Well, hello everyone and welcome to the first official episode of the Creative Amplifiers show. Now, if you're new here, this is the place where we're going to bring video creators, podcast makers, and some cocktail shakers all together in one place to share their creative journey and amplify the talents of the amazing people that use Ecamm Live. And that is the software we're using today to stream and hopefully record this show. Now, for those of you who don't know who we are, my name's Neil. I have Mark here and Lisa, and we all met at Ecamm's Creator Camp back in October. And we thought, because we liked each other so much, and we were talking to many different wonderful people at Creator Camp, we thought it would be a good idea to get together, get a show set up, and therefore we could then talk to people and have some wonderful guests on the show and talk to them. But Lisa, you have a much eloquent way of saying how we all got together. <laughs> see how eloquent it is. <laughs> so I think the main reason is as the three of us kept gathering and having meals, we kept talking about the stories we were hearing from the people in Creator Camp. There was so much talent, there was so much imagination and vision. And I felt like, and we all felt like it needed to be celebrated and it needed to be shared with other people. And most people think Ecamm is just for live and it's not because as we learned with, through all the stories that people use this in so many different ways for so many different purposes. And also a lot of the stories were about how by starting to use Ecamm and getting their messages out into the world, they were actually able to change their lives. And so that's impactful to me and to all of us. And so we, we were like, let's celebrate the Ecamm fam. So that's why we're here. And here, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was that sense. We just, we that's, wanted to hang out and have some people hang out with us, wasn't it? We thought we'd been there. We had a great time for three or four days and we didn't, oh, everyone's going home. And we're like, but, we don't want to just go home. We want it to hang out. And we know everyone loves hanging out in the chat as well. So we thought we'll give you a place to have fun, to join in with what's going on. And yeah, and here we are. And it's been a, it's been a great, a great journey so far. Yeah. And as we said before, actually, after, after our meal and after we decided we were going to do this show the next morning, after a few drinks and things, we actually did decide that we still liked each other and we thought we'll continue doing it. So here we are and we're doing it today. <laughs> so we see some people already have joined. Thank you for joining today. If you would like to let us know who you are and where you're from, where you are you viewing us from today on the interwebs, that would be great. And we'll pop you up in a moment. Anyway, we have a guest, of course today but before that i need to hand over to mark who's going to talk about the merch well we did think that one of the most important things of kenning glenn's live stream the other day was that was the merch i have very much a need for the retro yellow t-shirt that we saw so we thought what we would do is we give you a chance to if you haven't been to the merch store already let's have a little look through and, uh, and have a look and see some great options here as we can see we have the t-shirts there like the new logos that they have there's the yellow one that's the one i'm after is the is the yellow retro yes. one it's definitely i think what's my era that's probably the reason why it's important <laughs> we have a we have a, a slight running joke here about mine not being able to see many colors so i really liked the very bright colored hoodie which apparently turns out to be purple but apparently that's cool according to my daughter as well which so that's fine we're we're happy to go purple mugs and look at that i th i think paul maybe was a model mr i think so. in a previous that. life some serious leaning going on there it's beautiful. yeah it's beautiful. exactly 
very good stuff. So yeah, so we thought we thought we thought we thought we'd share that. It was a really it was a really nice nice idea. Good chance for everybody to share share the love and uh, and share the pictures and and that's yeah really really important. So should we say hello to a few people? Yes, yes let's, let's do say that. Hello. So people already know that Roy's in the house and and we're going to be chatting to Roy very very soon. And Marcus, how are you, Marcus? Thank you so much for being here. And Let's go, indeed, indeed. We gave Marcus a shout out, didn't we, in the last show? I believe. Yes, yes we did. He was we part did. of our creative uh, yeah. team. Yes, cool. <laughs> hey, Dan. Very nice for you being here. Now, this is an interesting one. I mean, there are two Brits here, but I'm not sure how Neil works this. Bearing in mind he's living in Portugal, well, you you're a bit more Euro now and party. Hence the music at the beginning. But uh, we never That's right. talk, definitely talk about Robbie Williams. Not really, did we? Um, no, no, it didn't, it really. didn't come up. But it's interesting. It's it's important for us to be able to be able to do it. Oh, oh, oh. how are you? All? Oh. How are you? All? We're good. Thank you so much, indeed. Thank you so much. Oh, here we go. Few. Where are we going to be? New York, uh, NYC. Wow, it is truly international. It really is. It really is. How very exciting. And this is, like we said, this is one of the real reasons Hi. we wanted to do it. We really <laughs> wanted to be able to hang out properly and then share share it. If you want to tell us what your show is, where you're, where, you, where you're hanging out for your personal thing, you can do that. We'll come back and choose some of those things as well and, and go from there. Let me just see. Marcus had something to add to this. <gasps> didn't see the last show well it's it's on it's on the tube you can go and have a look at it and uh, find find out what it was we just thought we're we glad just thought to hear it yeah. exactly thanks marcus there was prizes and money winging its way to you but obviously you didn't make it to the show so we can't send it to you now sorry about that yeah never mind and just one thing to mention about the merch show before we get our guest on is that the promo is still going on as far as we know katie hasn't told us otherwise yet so promo code ecamfam to get 15 percent discount at your checkout. Do it now before they revoke that voucher. All right. Our guest today is an IT professional. He's an educator. He's a content creator. And he's known to some in the trade as the tech troublemaker. But we know him and love him as Roy Richardson. So please give a warm welcome. Roy, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm excited to be here. This is awesome. So hopefully my levels are great. But yeah, I've already ordered my Ecamm Fam hoodie. It's on the way. So I'm excited. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. You so, could probably buy way too much there, right? That's the problem with this store. And there's some uh, decent merch, good prices. I think I, I think I've purchased two or three things. That's what I'm saying on on live show anyway at the moment. Maybe more. I'll turn up. You never know. Anyway, so Roy, uh, we all met, as most of us did the first time, at Ecamm's Creator Camp last October. Yes. But there's uh, maybe people out there listening to the show, and there it is. There is the mug. We all have that mug. I take it everywhere with me now. It's great. Yes. Bravo. Bravo. But for people who don't know you and what you do, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Tech Troublemaker? I have no idea. No. Um, well, thanks for joining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm an Ecamm OG because mm -hmm. I used to run uh, Ecamm Call Recorder because I had a podcast and I used Skype for right. the podcast. And I used Ecamm <clears throat> Call Recorder. And one day I, I got an email from Ken or Glenn that said, hey, would you be interested in doing live streaming to Facebook? And I'm like, 
No, no, I wouldn't. But this sounds intriguing. And so I <laughs> bought Ecamm Live and said, at some point, I'll use it. I think I found it on AppSumo or something It was going on there. And so I bought into it. And then it sat there doing nothing for a long time. And then finally, I had a need. I want to go live. And so I'm on a Mac. I've got Ecamm. Right. There you go. And I started with it and it was super easy to figure out how to use it. And then, of course, over the years, everybody's lucky. There's so many amazing tutorials out there now that talk about how to use the Ecamm product. I use it for recording tutorials. I use it for recording podcasts. I use it for my live stream. It's it's the Swiss Army knife for everything that I do. It's it, To me, it's the closest to buying a big broadcast studio that you can have without making that investment because a long time ago i went to school for recording engineering i was destined right. to be a rock star and that didn't work out because my voice changed <laughs> so i said well i'll just work in the studio and then life happened i didn't do that so i yeah here i am i'm you know the fact that you can do everything in a recording studio on a computer and now you can do everything in a video in a broadcast studio on your mac it's just amazing. I tried OBS and it was, it has a learning curve. Yes, it yeah. was workable, but after it failed me a couple of times at, at a church service that I, that I work with, I was like, yeah, this has got to go. It's out because it just would stop streaming in the middle of the stream, which is not a thing you like. So let's don't do that. Yeah, I love that. And I, I was in exactly the same position, actually. I was doing my podcast and I was using Call Recorder for Skype. <laughs> and and I did the yeah. same thing. I bought it a long time before I actually used it. And the funny thing was, was that it was only the fact that my guests were saying, I've definitely got a Skype account, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I thought that there, there's a need to move on now. <laughs> so yeah, that same sort of journey, it came, it came into its yeah. own a little while afterwards. You know, and the other the way I got my start is, and I'll hit, going live every tuesday night in it for three years in april so oh, wow. I, I go live every tuesday night on my channel tech troublemaker in case you're wondering and <laughs> I, I use ecamm i've been using it all this time the i i'm, I'm also i so i work full-time as an it professional supporting a lot of companies and then the other part is i teach part-time at colleges and universities I, I think I joke I originally did that to pay off student loans, but the loans are paid off. And so I'm just doing it for fun now. And then I really enjoy the, the art of content creation and trying to get 1% better every single time you hit that record button or that go live button. And so that's, that's what I'm all about. And Ecamm just makes it so easy. And so it's, it's a great product. So I, I can't say enough nice stuff about it. I, I run the beta. This this guy's Ken and Glenn. It's yeah. very stable running the beta. So I, I like playing all the new features before anybody else gets them. So fun time. I'm exactly the same. This is running on the beta right now. I don't actually use the GA version anymore because I'm just waiting for that next thing. Especially when they mentioned about Zoom coming up. I'm like, oh just can we just have it now? Can we just play with it now? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Yep. From a tech background, it's just like let's play with the new features. And then when I end up sort of making these profiles for the people and sending it to them, they say, well, well, that doesn't work. There's no new feature in there. And I think, oh, I forgot. I'm still using the beta. But anyway, yeah, you're right. It is really stable. And, and I was the same. Many years ago, I started using Skype Call Recorder. So that's how I actually heard of Ecamm. And I didn't even know anything about Ecamm Live until a couple of years ago when I started using it. And I was trying to 
find out a way of recording things a bit better in, in OBS. And OBS, I guess when Ecamm first came out, wasn't even available for the Mac, right? It was purely a, a Windows yes. system. So True. we didn't, as Mac users, really have many alternatives, if any, to, to do any live streaming. So thank God for Ecamm when it came out and, and so on. You mentioned actually your content creation journey and the podcasts and things that you do. So you, you create both a video and audio content right now. And I think you have a podcast that dives into sort of simplifying technology, because obviously that's, that's your background being a technologist. And I think it's called the One-Off Technology Podcast. So tell us a little it bit more cool, about why, what made you start that in particular? And tell us about that. Because I, I wanted to become famous. I had my 15 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Exactly. no it, it, was, it was a way to talk about tech news and simplify tech news. And right. I had a friend of mine along for the ride. And so we did the podcast and he is a technical person but he's not as d he's not a geek or a nerd like i am right. and so he's right. like oh well somebody came out with something new that's great so we talk about it and uh and just play off of that and just had a lot of fun doing that we did that first season and then i did a second season and then i took a hiatus that i forgot to tell my listeners about and oh. so oh yeah and then uh lita Live every day in April happened with Luria Perchucci and Livestream Bros. And that got me excited again about podcasting and going live on YouTube. I had wanted to go live on YouTube, but I was, I, I suffered from perfectionism and I was in the belief I have to collect all the gear, perfect <laughs> gear, before right. I could go live. But that's literally what I thought, or literally that was my excuse. And so now I'm at the point, I have the gear, I have zero excuses for not hitting that button. It's zero. Yeah. I mean, but if, if you got a phone, you can use it as a camera and e-cam. Don't, exactly. you, know, you don't have to run off and buy the most amazing camera in the world because it turns out one of the most amazing cameras in the world is your mobile device. So you just need good audio. If you got good audio, I've also found that people will put up with bad video if you have good audio. So because they're waiting to see how the train wrecks. So that works out. Exactly. Exactly. No, I agree. I mean, it can be forgiving if you have terrible video, but if your audio's bad, then you're just going to switch off, especially with a video podcast, because you can repurpose that as, yeah. as you do and so on. And you've been on YouTube um, for about 11 years. Is that right? Something like that? Yes, that is true. I did try um, and look back a little bit and see when your first video was when you when you posted it. And then there's a break. Right? Oh, we all do that. We have a little video. Uh, of something ridiculous, and then we have a break. Um, but I wanted to go back real quick about when you mentioned about the hiatus on your uh, podcast. Uh, what impact did that have to uh, your um, numbers and in terms of sort of people then retuning in? Because obviously you started up your podcast again. Did you lose a lot yeah. of people? Were they just, yeah, right. Well, that's the funny thing. Apple's <laughs> analytics weren't easily accessible. So right. it turns out my podcast was actually really popular. And I did not know that. Oh, <laughs> and so, so when I took the hiatus, wow, yeah, I'm I'd had like in in the year and a half, two years of podcasting, I had I'd had five thousand downloads, which I'm told that's a lot. And I'm like, oh, well, that great. Is you know, they said if you get if you get more than five people downloading the episode of your podcast, you're better than ninety percent. And it turned out, wow. I had over five thousand downloads. So yeah, it clobbered my podcast and not communicating right. with your community is a terrible thing. You, you need yeah. to keep your community informed. They want to see what you're doing. They want to support you. Right. And 
I am big on building community. How can I help my community? What can I do? And so I, I was sad about that because I had finally figured out how analytics worked. And I went back and looked at my old analytics. I'm like, oh, yeah, that didn't work out too good. And now I take my live stream and I edit it down and repurpose it as my podcast. And I thought nobody would want to see that. I try to take out the visual elements in the story. Yeah. But strangely, it's doing okay. Not the numbers that it once was, but I'm averaging about 40 to 50 downloads a month, which I think that's pretty good. It's I don't put a lot of effort into it because I, I fall in love with YouTube. I, I'm a content creator and YouTube is my jam. So, and then second runner up is Instagram. I give, I give Instagram a little bit of love, but I don't, I primary is YouTube. That's <laughs> right. where I love being. Right. So you bring up a really interesting thing there because I'm, I started as an audio podcast and then like I say, doing more streaming and, and I'm at that stage now where how much of that sort of repurposing from the live stream or video then becomes the audio podcast because it's quite a skill isn't it like I say to make sure it sounds okay from an audio perspective with the visuals because you want to keep the video really interesting as much as you can in sharing stuff but keeping that as well so take us a little bit into into how you do that or your thought process of that sort of around sort of just the editing of it so I try to rip out all the parts where I say, be sure to hit the subscribe button and things like that. <laughs> Just hit subscribe. And and then I try to make the, when, when I, I mention comments, I, I try to, if I've read them out online, then I talk about those and, and try to keep it that way. And, and then anything where like, I, I was doing lots of PowerPoint presentations or keynote presentations or Canva. I've been trying every, every presentation to try to make it interesting. So I've tried all the software that presents things, but I'll take those portions out unless I'm like, have done a good job of presenting and reading that off that information. So I'm not saying look here. So, and then also though, when I post my, my podcast, I do put a link to the version of it on YouTube. So if somebody really gets fed up with it, they can go hit that button and hit the link and go visit it on YouTube and watch it there. So I, I do try to spare the folks that just can't stand or it's so broke up now because I've edited so much out that it's just not, why are you doing this? So I also will pick and choose. I'll, I'll let a lag time happen between my live streams and do my podcast so that I have multiple episodes to choose from. So if I have an episode that I thought will do way better as an audio podcast, then I'll skip a couple episodes and, and do that one as an audio podcast so that I'm just not torturing the listeners that are listening to it because I've, I've gotten multiple folks tell me, yeah, I listen to it while I'm on the treadmill. So I want to make sure I don't throw them off their uh, cadence on the treadmill or the exercise bike or the Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point you mentioned, actually. I was just going to say about how do you pick and choose? Because obviously, if you are doing a video tutorial that includes some visuals of some kind, then obviously that's not going to lend itself well to being an audio yeah. podcast. So the fact that you're giving yourself a little bit of a buffer in order to edit down. And then some of those video live streams probably never make the audio podcast in some cases then. So you can you can just say, I'm that's not true. going to do that one. Yeah. And then so you'll potentially have more sort of video-based um, videos on, on YouTube and then some supplementary ones on, on, uh, on which, which try, system do you use, by the way? Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, so I try to have guests on at least twice a month. And so those right. are easy to podcast because that back and forth yeah. and interaction 
is a way a conversation is always way more interesting than just a boring talking head like me so right I'm ex- I was just going to ask you, sorry, what syndication systems do you use? Um, what, where are you publishing your podcast? So I, I'm a technical person, so I do it through <laughs> AWS. I actually okay. host, my, I host my MP3 files on Amazon S3, and then I use a service called Blueberry to actually do my RSS feed. And so I publish it, I point the link into Blueberry, and then do an RSS feed. And then I am available. I've gone and registered myself back before they did that for you on all the, the different podcasting services. So if you go to Spotify or Amazon Music or anywhere, you'll find me. I am right. probably going to make the jump to YouTube Music soon. I haven't done it yet because uh, I know Google Podcasts are going away and they're moving. And you can feed your oh. RSS feed in. But then part of me is like, just take my live stream, call that playlist a podcast, and do that rather than bother putting an audio on YouTube. It, it seems counterintuitive. I know people are listening to podcasts on YouTube music. Why not just put the video out there and then they can listen to the video? Yeah, audio. it makes no sense, right? Yeah, because it's just still got an audio feed. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. YouTube's also got its own podcast section as well. Yes. And is that the one you're referring to? Is that the YouTube music it is. one specifically? Okay. You just create a playlist right. and you say that's a podcast and then you put the the videos you want in it and voila magically it's a podcast <laughs> i think that's the real key point often is the fact that it's that kind of you mentioned before about telling your audience what it is that you are going to do and and so if like say if it's very obvious that i'm a streaming show i do video and we use the audio to give you the best thing where we're doing an audio podcast and they they understand what that is don't they and then you can point them in the direction and they can use it in the best way that works from them and i think i think just that kind of dialogue is such a key factor yeah you, you definitely need if you keep your audience in a the loop they'll some of them will reach out and check on you so if you've done a good job of giving them a way to contact contact and communicate with you, I, I give out my Twitter handle. Of course, that's not the cool place anymore. But, but when it was the cool place and I had 2,000 plus followers on that platform, it was really easy to say, hey, reach out to me, direct message me on Twitter. And now I'm like, uh, okay, send me an email now. So I'll just put my email address out there and send me an email. I'll go that route. <laughs> We've gone full circle, don't you think? I mean, I think a lot of these social platforms have become so diluted now. It's difficult to know where to put your energy. I think YouTube, obviously, for the type of content that we're doing right now is is probably the best place. <clears throat> Augmented that with wherever we put our sort of podcasts, we use Captivate for hours, and I might use Captivate, but at least the syndications are still there on Apple, Spotify, and so on. But in terms right. of social platforms, do we still push to Instagram? Do we use X, Twitter. I can't. I can't call it X. It, it drives me crazy. So, do we use Twitter? Do we? Where do we? Where do we focus our attention? And, and as content creators who are just starting out, and especially with some of the messages that you're helping people with on, on your podcast, it's it's a difficult question to answer. I think. Where should I focus my attention? Where do, Where do I start today? So, over your eleven years on YouTube, and if you were to do it today. Again, with all right. the knowledge that you've learned from your podcasts and your YouTube channel and everything else, what would be the one 
thing to give advice to somebody who's just starting out with a content creator journey? And the answer can't be don't do it. So we can't have that. No, it's definitely not. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm I'm, get, I'm working on a video now. Everybody, everybody's you see so many creators that we idolize are suddenly saying, "Well, I'm quitting YouTube. I'm done." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm done. Exactly. I'm done with YouTube. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do a video that says, "I'm sorry." I'm going to continue on YouTube. Get over it. <laughs> That's really um, good. I ain't quitting. That's um, what you should do. I ain't quitting. Sorry if you were hoping. My, you you just, Mr. Beast says you got to make those 50 bad videos or those 100 bad videos. Right. And let's see, yeah. I think I'm close to 470 bad videos. So I'm, I'm getting close. 470. <laughs> I've got to be getting close to making good videos, finally. Uh, exactly. But, you know, just several things. One, is give yourself a 30-day challenge. If you are uncomfortable on camera every day, get your cell phone out or something and do five minutes and just record yourself talking to the camera for five minutes. And you don't even have to release that anywhere. Just just you for 30 days. And I promise you after 30 days, you're going to feel much more comfortable in front of that camera. And then the other thing is just go live on YouTube. You, it, nobody's going to watch the first videos. That's fine. But I'll tell you now, there's no video on my channel that hasn't had at least 10 people watch it. So yeah. sooner or later, you will find your audience and they will come and watch those videos. And you got to start somewhere and you will get better. And yes, my video, the first ones were horrible, but I'm not going to take them down because they're, they're an evolution or definitely you see a progression that I've gone through. You've got to do that same thing. Everybody has something that they need to share with the world. And this is a great platform to do it. Everybody should be a content creator. I always joke. Content Doing this content creation has helped me as a public speaker. I Sure, I taught in a classroom and I'm teaching in front of students. I would be a nervous wreck there when I was doing that. I'd get nervous. I'd have to drink water because I get nervous. I have a lot of nervous energy. But now... I'm very comfortable getting in front of a crowd of people and talking about things. And that came from going live, hitting that record button, that go live button and being on screen and talking to the camera, making it your friend, just pretend the camera's your friend and that you're telling the story. And I think that is the best way to get started. Just start. Don't worry about production quality. If you've got something to say, People will find you. People will listen. And and they will love you. They will love you, and you will slowly build a community because you'll have things that you share together, a journey together. A lot of the, my community is other content creators who are on the same journey that I'm on. We, we're trying to get, you know, build audiences, build a community. All the, all the cool things that YouTube provides, the benefits, you know, if you eventually get monetized, that's great. But it's not my priority. My why is to teach people something that they didn't know or show them how I make mistakes so they don't have to. That's that's where I'm at. And now I'm going to hush for a little bit. <laughs> Lisa, I think you had a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't hush now. I have okay. a question. Okay. No. I, I'm going to circle back because you were talking about the evolution and I was trolling your, your uh, YouTube channel, uh, which I yeah. enjoyed very much. And I saw that you started a new series on the channel called Tech Troublemaker Morning Show. And I saw one yeah. of the uh, <laughs> one of your followers called it Drive Time with Roy. So I love that it's such a laid back feel that you have with it. 
So I want you to talk yeah. a little bit about why did you decide to start doing driving with Roy in <laughs> in the mornings or afternoons or just showing your life? What yeah? What made you decide to to do that? Well, so as I have a, tra a part tragic story, it's not okay. It's not really tragic, but it was it was my feelings got hurt. Let's just put it that way. I <laughs> had the YouTube channel and I did Vlogmas one year, and I. <laughs> I didn't do tech content every episode because I'm a huge fan of Christmas. And so I wound up doing episodes of like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I've got proof. Top, top, my top 10 favorite <laughs> Christmas songs, my top 10 favorite movies. And so then I went, so VidIQ does live reviews of channels. And I, had, I always kept submitting mine and they never picked me. Well, guess what? January hit and I submitted mine just because I knew they weren't going to pick me. So I wasn't worried about it. And they trashed my channel because I don't have any idea. You call yourself Tech Troublemaker. I have no idea what this is. I don't know if these videos are tech or not. They look like Christmas. What are you doing here? So I'm like, well, okay. So last year I said, I'm going to do Vlogmas. but I'm going to go out of my way not to look like I'm doing Vlogmas. And so I just decided I would put the camera up in the car and because it's a good studio. Cars are amazing studios. If you're looking for a good Great sound pounds. booth, your <laughs> oh, car yeah. is amazing as a sound yeah. booth. Just there you go. For those, those that have not hit record yet, hit go live, get in your car and do it. Granted, it's hard to carry the Mac around, but you can do it. Yeah, get a, get a, you, know, <laughs> you can do it. You can do this. So, but mm. yeah, anyway, so I, I do those in the car and I just talk about things I'm thinking about because I obsess over content creation. I'm always thinking of new ideas. I'm always thinking of new ways to present things. I throw a lot of things at the wall to see if they stick. And some people say vlogs are dead. No, I think they're back again because people are looking for authenticity. They're looking for minimally edited videos. And so that's a trend that's happening. The grand not everybody's doing it. And so I said, I'm just going to do this where I talk as I'm driving uh, about things I'm thinking about. And at the same time, I may let slip some things I've got going on in my life at the same time. And so, yeah, I know there's no hook. That's the problem with them. There is no hook. You get in there, the video starts, and I'm telling you about what I'm doing. I got to go pick up some food. This is my family Uber Eats run, stuff like that. So it's <laughs> it doesn't have a hook. So anybody who watches it, obviously, just has a lot of patience. And I thank them for their patience. But I've really love the comments that people have left me on it. And so, so maybe I'm just doing it for the, those three people, but I, I get a kick out of it and I do have a lot of ruminations in my head about the whole content creation thing. I wake up at 4am and there's ideas in my head. I'm like, Oh, I got to write this down now. I'm like, Oh man, what are my, what are my scenes going to look like for the show tomorrow night? I've got to make sure I do this. I'm going to do a quote box and stuff like that. So I, I just obsess over it. It's crazy, but, and just to get those out and share it. And plus, I'm reading a lot of books that I'm listening to a lot of books, I'll admit, about not just content creation, but about communication, about all facets of life. And I, I share some of the wisdom I get from those books as well. I'll see a nugget. Wow, that's really good. So that's that's where that's coming from. And so when Christmas is over, I had several people reach out to me. Are you going to keep doing those? I wasn't, but... Okay, so I'm I'm doing them, but now they're random. If it's a day where I feel, hey, this is a good day, I'm going to do a recording and see what happens. And then trying to edit it together and release it the same day is the hard part. So sometimes it comes out a couple of days after because 
Yeah. Yeah. And they are are recorded in the morning. (laughs) I love it. I think it's refreshing because everybody's trying to make everything, you know, so right. And I don't know. It's just you're so authentic when you're doing it. And it's I want to know what's going on. So I I enjoy it. I I keep doing them when you feel like it. And I like that. I got four people now that say I should keep doing them. Okay, I'm gonna keep doing them. <laughs> I'm number four. Keep five. doing it when you five. feel like it. <laughs> five. Okay. Whoa. Do I have yeah, six? No, Mark. Like, I don't want nothing there to do with no, this. I'm absolutely, from my point of view. But I was just going to say, if Lisa says do something, you don't have any choice. So you're you're, you're in it for the long haul now. <laughs> yeah. so. Exactly. Oh my exactly. god. You That's know what else I like that you said was about throwing the spaghetti on the wall because I'm about that theory because oh. you don't know what's going to work. You have to test things out, and you. Yeah. may not like even doing it or you might discover hey i didn't know that was going to resonate with me and with the audience so i i love that you you test things out so cool yeah i think it's i should probably yeah. spend more time on my analytics but i don't to see what really works and what doesn't but i i i there's a a hamster wheel you feel like you get on there for a bit i i did reach a burnout period and you feel like i've got to keep the hamster wheel moving and finally i said if i'm not having fun doing this I'm just not going to do it. And as long as I'm sticking to my why, which is to teach, to, to inform people about something that hopefully helps them in their content creation journey, then it's okay for me to do it, even if it's not perfect. So I'm sorry, Neil, yeah. I didn't catch you off. No, 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 no worries. I, I was just going to say, I, I'm, I agree with you. I think if you, if it becomes a job, especially when you're doing this type of content creation, I think we're all in it because we enjoy doing what we do. And if, if it became like, oh, you get up in the morning, like, and I have to do another video, and I have to be about this, that's, that's, there's no fun in that. And, and I've, I've struggled with that as well sometimes, where some videos that have done well on my side have been tutorials, and, but they're quite involved, and they take time, and I don't necessarily always want to do that. I want to do something fun. And as Lisa said, now you've, you've captured something completely different that you wanted to do for you, we thought it'd be fun. And it's resonated with obviously five people. So those yeah, five people are going to keep you going with with that show. Six. Uh, Six. I, I feel like I'm on an auction. Seven. Let me have an eight. <laughs> but you know, I, I think that number of people will t- <laughs> sold. Now, that number of people <laughs> will just keep it going though. Because if, if your audience is, is demanding certain things from you, then obviously it's resonating with them. And, that, and I think that's what we should all just keep in mind, that we don't always have to do it to please everybody. And we never will. We're never going to be able to please the entire um, audience out there. So do what you keep uh, doing and do it for you. And I, I think it's refreshing as well. It always reminds me of a little, I thought you were going to start off with some um, carpool karaoke. I thought you were going to get some friends in, you're going to start singing <laughs> and you're going to do some, So you could do that, but that's already been done. Oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, if I'm I sure had some craters that live nearby, I was going to do content craters drinking coffee. But yeah. There you go. It, Content yeah. car creators. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, yeah. we could uh, yeah. do that. I wanted to ask you a little nugget of a question that I came across on your website, because again, we do do a little bit of stalking when we get guests on the show. You and your wife featured in a Computer World article called Geeks in Love in 2011. So, and I looked at the article. Tell us, how did that happen? Where did that come about? I'm fascinated. So, so I was on LinkedIn and a, a one of their journalists it posted that she was going to do an article about techies that are in, that are in love and married and all that. And I said, hey, this will be fun. And so I reached out to her and said, hey, me and my wife both are geeks. Um, and so we'd, we'd be glad to do it. And so we got on a call. She interviewed us. And so the article came to be. And there you go. Um, 
So yeah, my <laughs> wife works in IT as well. And it was it oh, was a right. lot of fun and I enjoyed the stories uh from that and and we we still get a kick out of that. It was uh, it was a lot of fun doing that. So It's great that you have this sort of this article written about you now. It's a bit of a legacy there and you can something to tell the kids about, right? Yeah, they don't want to hear it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's why well, you, you have to make them hear it. That's the thing. Yeah. You will listen when to it. They'll so appreciate it. No, no, no. It's just one more way to embarrass me. Anyway, no. Yeah. That's Say that's again, sorry. I said it sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so, as somebody who's used to sort of technology, and you obviously mentioned you and your wife are both sort of technologists, I mean, we, it's advancing so quickly, right? There's been many advances over the years, particularly in the realm of AI. And we're all using some element of AI in our sort of daily workflow, whether it be something to do with email reading or chat GPT or analytics on YouTube and all the plugins that you get now. How do you think AI is going to change the way that we create content in 2024? And do you have any AI tools of choice that you're using today to help you with that? And, and how is it helping you? So I use chat GPT a lot. I, I was subscribed to it early on. Had luckily got in early and, and played around with it when it was just a thought. And so that was cool. And so I, I joked that I sold my digital soul to Google back in 1996. <laughs> and, and that's loosely true because over the years, I've participated in a lot of case studies and stuff with Google and they've sent me lots of free gadgets. I had the first, when the Chromebook first came out, I had the first one to see our 48 Chromebook. You know, they wow. had a student of mine reached out to me and said, Hey, you're getting a Chromebook. I'm like, how do you know? He says, well, they said Roy R from South Carolina. You're the only Roy R I know that's in South Carolina. So you must be getting a Chromebook. And then two hours later, UPS shows up and there's my Chromebook. So that was creepy because they oh, posted wow. on Twitter and they would just do first name, last initial and what state you're from. And cool. So I was excited. I'm a huge fan of Google products, but all that to say that I've gotten to play around with with Bard before Bard was out in the open, and I played right. with ChatGPT oh, right. because I stumbled upon it. Um, but ChatGPT is my favorite. I'm waiting on Google's Bard to catch up. But I use ChatGPT for kind of helping me flesh out creation ideas, to help me formulate questions for interviews. Uh, I use it to help me with presentations. I use a lot of the plugins, so you can have it generate a presentation, and then I'll take the presentation and fix it because it's stilted it's still stiff so that's not my style i've, I've got to make it interesting i've used it to do thumbnails so if you see some of my a morning show i'll do thumbnails sometimes with chat gpt and say okay this is approximately well I, I would love to get chat gpt let me see my send it a picture and say make an ai of me in it so i know there are ais that do that and i've played with them like 11 labs but and, and others but Actually, I use Levin Labs to do cloning of my voice, but that was a different story. I, yeah, I've been playing around with a bunch of different AIs. I wanted to get to the point. I've even early on did a video that was completely done with AI. I had ChatGPT write the script, and then I went to another site and I had it do the video. And then I went to another site and had it read the script for me because I was trying to do, what's what can I do with a video that's completely free? And I'd literally have to like use just enough to not cross that line to have to pay for it. And I made a video out of yeah. it that way. And so, so I use it just to see what the world, to get an idea what the world's thinking. Right. Granted, you got to take it with a grain of salt because not everything AI says is true. And so be careful of that. But for coming up with creative ideas and helping add texture to them, 
I think it's very useful for that. And I, I do like the thumbnail creation, but you know, you got to be careful if you use too much AI in your thumbnails, then you're, you become a character or an avatar. And then you have to decide, am I going to continue to be that? Or am I going to continue to be myself? And I just have some AI embellishment and you're going to find that people are going to go extremes. You got the extreme where people say all, all in on AI. And then other people say, I'm not doing anything AI. And, and I think the best answer is right in the middle where you use as a tool. It's not you. It's not what you're doing, but it's a tool to help you get there. And so as long as people treat it as a tool and not the answer to the question, I think they'll be great. And, and it'll really help content creators get better and better and just make the process faster. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's been a shortcut to a lot of processes that used to take a, a long time. And it's having your own sort of digital assistant now to help. And I don't mean a little clippy back in the days of Microsoft, not that kind of digital assistant. <laughs> remember clippy. that? Was it called? It was a clippy, wasn't it? Miss Clippy. Maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe Bard will be the new clippy. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I mean, a lot of people are using ChatGPT in in the same way that you are to help flush out script ideas, do research, and things like that. And and I did something similar to you where I just took one. I think it was just one program. Can't remember. It's kind of was in video or something. Where I thought, can I just create a YouTube short on a particular topic? And you just give it a prompt, and you give it this. I thought I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to. It, it, it said it's going to give you a, a, a male British voice from up north, which it clearly wasn't. But <laughs> it sounded more like an Australian chap. But anyway, apart from that, it did a decent job. So I thought, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do two of these. I'm just going to throw them in the shorts feed and see how well they do. And obviously, they didn't do very well at all. But it's an interesting experiment to see whether people are really interested and just listening to the content that gets created by AI, or whether we, we, still need, we still need humans, obviously. But I think, like you said, there are people out there who are just going to create everything 100% using AI. There's even channels that are just AI-driven channels that are giving hundreds of thousands of views, becoming monetized. It's just crazy that people are thinking, well, where's the connection? I, I hope we don't start to lose even more some of these connections that that is is happening when you use artificial intelligence and, and different type of tools because we don't want that because that's why we've got this show to, to sort of and, uh, and talk to people like you could tell. Lisa, I think yeah, maybe in 10 years. Quick question. Maybe in 10 years. Maybe in 10, 10 years. years. Yeah, give me 10 years. Yeah. Well, in that case, what we call YouTube anymore. <laughs> I, mean, I have I have a quick quick question. It may not be quick, but you you are a man who wears many hats. You're an IT pro. You are a professor. You are a uh, content. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you bring up hats. Content creator. You have a family. Share with us. How do you juggle all of this? How do you take care of yourself and everyone else and make all this happen? Well, the easy way is just ignore your family. That works pretty good. Yeah. So, yep. No. <laughs> No. Yeah, I have to, I have to compartmentalize and make sure that I, I make my family a priority. That I I can get deep down the rabbit hole of content creation and ignore the world. So I've kind of like made a promise to myself and to my wife that I'm gonna do a better job of of not just ignoring when the leaky faucet's happening. I, I will go fix it and then I'll make a video of it. It's always content. Um no. <laughs> Everything's content. <laughs> Everything's content. Uh, no, but Everything's I, I, content. I try very hard to juggle that. The day job, 
So very much Saturday mornings are my content creation time and so and Sunday evenings. So I spend time trying to create videos and then finish my editing on Sunday. And then my live streams, I'll do, I'll try to do the prep on Sunday nights. Then I'll finish it up on Monday or that last hour right before the show goes live. I will finish up because I'm always fine tuning things. A couple of friends of mine joke that I have a thousand scenes every episode. I do change scenes a lot. So I don't, I mean, it's so easy in Ecamm to do that. And so I will just change scenes and hit my stream deck and change to the next scene. So it's, it's pattern disruption, right? That eight second rule, you're supposed to change the pattern, but it's, 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 it's a juggling act. Yes, exactly like that. It, it's a juggling act. I'm not always successful as I'd like to be. My family and my day job are the priorities because this channel isn't paying for itself yet. So once once it does, you never know. But I, I have a five year plan. I'm on. I'm starting year three on that plan. The first year was to figure out what the heck I'm doing. The second year was to figure out what the heck I'm doing. The third year is to figure out how to make money doing whatever the heck I'm doing. The fourth year is I hope this is monetized by then. And then the fifth year is okay. I'm here. I made this. What next? What's what's my next goal? Because once I I, I get where I want to be on because my goal really is to have 10,000 people follow my channel to be a true community and to build it like that. That's that is my big goal. I don't want the silver play button. I don't want any of that. I want 10,000 people that really want to be involved as a community and grow together as content creators. And let's just form a community and talk about content creation. I have friends. We'll, we'll do like little zoom sessions like once every other week or so and talk about content creation and things we've done, the experience we've tried because we're all trying to grow together. That whole thing I always joke about that the, the, the tide lifts all boats. I want all the boats to ride that tide together. I, I really want to be, I want everybody to be successful at YouTube if they really want to do it. And then when they hit on hard times, let's, let's talk and get past those challenges and, and move forward. So, it's a challenge. I have not perfected it, but I'm having fun and I try to focus on what the priorities are and do those things. My my day job is is the priority behind family, so I have to do what it requires and I still love my day job. I've been there a long time, so it's it's fun. But I, I also love content creation. Would I want to do this full time? Maybe not. Maybe I'd want to do it a fully involved part time and do something and, and kind of keep doing the other side of me. So I, I, I can never do one thing. It's I'm, I'm all I love over the place. Yeah. I love that you're flexible and you're open to possibility of what you want. So we need to hear that message more, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, Cause a lot of people just get, I think too focused on, on the numbers, the followers, the subs and things. And what's the old saying? It's better to have a hundred fans than it is to have 10,000 followers. Cause you want people that enjoy you, enjoy your content right. and can learn from it. I mean, we're all in, in the process of creating content for, for whatever reasons, I'm similar to you, where I'm trying to teach people different workflows and stuff like that. And, and, and I enjoy that. And, and Mark has got his own podcast on the teaching community and, and Lisa, helps people with remote video and remote production and kicking off our uh, YouTube channel again. Do you think 
Do you think YouTube is is the only place for you in terms of building this community, or do you think things like Discord and having maybe another place where people can come together? Because I think some of the things that we've talked about is like the, the communities element of YouTube is very underrated. How many people use that, the communities tab? And and when you've got all the followers on YouTube, is it advisable then to move them somewhere else to Discord? And then that's another bit of overhead and another time that you have to put into. What's what's your thoughts about building an actual community and is it YouTube is the platform for you or would there be somebody else? So it's it's like people learn different ways. You have visual learners, you have audio listeners, you know, people that listen, they learn well from that. You have those that can only learn from hands-on experience. You got those who can learn from reading and YouTube is my main platform. I, I do think I do have groups that meet outside of YouTube where we go deeper because it, that face-to-face to be able to meet together and talk is huge and a lot of benefit. But priority one for me is to build a community here. And then if somebody wants to go beyond that, then to give them another platform to be able to do that. I like Discord. It, it, it's a little kludgy at times, but I, I like it okay. But I YouTube is great. I, I do wish there was a way to interact even more so in YouTube more than just chat there's a lot of times yeah. I'm like oh man make it easier for people to send you a message and and to, to right. reach out to you so you can communicate back and forth but youtube is my primary platform and then i'm doing some zoom sessions or i'm doing i'm, I'm getting working on a course right now so i'm going to have that available and part of that it's going to be a cohort i have to have that interactive part where people can ask questions it to me go watch this video and learn how to do something and don't bother me with questions. It's just not the way to go. I want to make sure that I'm accessible and can help with the challenges I may have. And so I've jumped on some one-on-one sessions with folks that are like, I can't figure out how to do this in Ecamm or I can't figure out how to get my mic to work. And I'll jump on a call and we'll work together on that, the, you know, people that I met through YouTube. And so that is just so rewarding because I like helping people. And and so just I just enjoy that. That's We should all be seeking to help others. And... Definitely. Yeah. I like that. And I think I think the place I mean the Ecamm family, as we know on the on the Facebook groups and Discord, is is a great community. There's there's so many helpful, supportive people on there. And it seems to be that there's new people every day coming in mm-hmm. to that group asking the same questions that we've seen, but they're new, right? And as you said, there's people that learn from watching hours and hours of videos and people just call and say, Look, I just want you to show me how to do this. So everybody's right. different in how they consume and how they learn. And I think being content creators, especially in the space where we're educating and and learning people, there's so many different mechanisms, even within YouTube to help us help them, sorry, support what they do, either learning through the tutorials you do through presentations, or whether it's like a course, and is your course going to be hosted on something like Kajabi, or you're going to do something yourself? Something very techy. No, it, it, it's going to be on something like Kajabi, not Kajabi, but something like Kajabi. Right. So Kajabi is a great platform. It's a little pricey just starting out. I think it is. Um, it is. Yeah. I, I have to wait. I think I can start off on a much lower tier platform and start there, and then when a need arises and I need to move to Kajabi, then I graduate to Kajabi because it is definitely a very slick and polished platform. But and and I usually. I'll send out invites for things that I do to a group of, of creators and say, you might be my guinea pigs and anything I do with this, you're, it's free for life for you because you helped right. me beta test it in the early days and, and 
being supporters like you are for me. I really appreciate that. So that's, that's my mindset is what I do. And that's, that's where I'm going with that. I'm taking it slow. I'm going to beta test it, make sure that it provides value before I open it up to the world because I don't want to, I don't want to send out, I don't want, I don't want to support a problem. If I can fix it before I send it out to the world, then I want to fix that. So, Exactly. And your plan is to potentially do that this year, or is that something for next year in terms of? This year. Probably by, this year. Probably by June, June of this year, I'll have that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Well, yeah, we yeah. heard it first. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we, we have gone a little bit. We have gone a little bit more over than, than we expected, which is wonderful because you've been such a, a wonderful, easy guest to chat to. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I think we have a slide to show people where they can get in touch with you. There it is. Look at that. How beautiful. Hopefully I've got everything right on there. <laughs> is there anything yeah. we've missed, Roy, in terms of where people can get hold of you? I think everything is on your on your those, main website. Those right? are my favorites. Let's see now my my you've got you've got my YouTube wrong. It's Tech Uh-oh. Trollmaker. It's it's X it has unfortunately I haven't paid enough to get the vowels. So I'm missing oh, the A and the E I got it wrong. Okay. I'll correct that. It's all good. I'll that. I put the, we'll, we'll put the links in the show. There you go. There you go. Out there. So. All right. I'm we'll tired then from using Canva. That's fine. I'm tired from using Canva. Well, Roy, <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. You're more than welcome to hang around, join in the quiz that we've got coming up very soon. And uh, yeah, we'd love to join you on your show as and when you do your international one and keep the car videos going. I'm sure it's going to turn into some sort of carpool karaoke. I'm convinced. Watch this space. If it does, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm sorry I talked to you. Thank you, much. Roy. <laughs> Not at all. It's been a pleasure, Roy. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thanks, Roy. Thank you. Oh, brilliant. Wonderful. I love guests that are so easy to talk to. It's great. Exactly. It was fantastic. It's- Exactly, and he's he's got he's got another fan. Marcus was the one who was adding the oh, numbers seven. as we were going up to the things. Seven for carpool time. Yeah, so many things you could do. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, a few people have joined us while we've been going as well. Hi, George. Thank you so much for for being here. Really appreciate all of that, and some some a lot of people really just agreeing with Roy and the things that he was saying. And I think that's one of the things about the community, isn't it? It's just being supportive enough to really help and and really go for it and and we'll all be here to support and 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 give you that extra 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 bit of oomph if that's what you need just to push you over the line brilliant and you don't have to be a massive youtuber now as as we've talked about there's so many youtubers the big ones just saying all right we've we've made our money we've done our 10 years 15 years we're done and i think i think now even in 2024 there's 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 never a bad time to start a YouTube channel and just just to start creating. There's there's somebody out there that will like what you do, no matter how geeky or crazy you may appear to the audience. <laughs> Absolutely, that's my theory anyway. <laughs> I keep telling my that self every day just to exactly. make sure that I keep saying. And the community will come to you, no matter what your community is. If you've got them, they'll they'll, they'll come. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Stalkers. They will whatever. Keep you out you know. behind you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We've been at this long enough to know that's the case. <laughs> yes, and we're building a little community now. I mean, we have we have people actually watching us, which is scary and wonderful at the Thank same you. time. So I would really yeah. appreciate everybody who's joined us so far. It does does go downhill from now, but just keep watching anyway. It's going to no, be. We, we have we have a few extra things we'll need to be yeah, involved fun, in. We do. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. See, that's building anticipation. They're going. Oh, what do you mean? And now it's quiz time. Well, ah, the quiz. I think this is very true. 
more Lisa next time. That's what we need. We need we need more Lisa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what Dan says. Well. Yeah. I mean, we'll I think I think, that, I think that was. Yeah. I think it really it was a polite way of saying less Neil, but we'll take it whichever way you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cut me deep. You cut me real deep, yeah. Mark. Sorry. Oh, anyway, let, we, we were moving friends. on to what yeah. exactly did you say? It's um, going to be no a fun uh, it's all, meeting. It's, I think it's, it's the quiz. <laughs> After show meeting. It's the quiz. <laughs> yeah, quiz show meeting. I think it is the quiz. Quiz next. Okay, here we go. So the way the quiz is going to work, we need to remember all the things we didn't do on the last show, which was when we what we'd like you to do is we'd like you to put the answers to the quiz in the chat and we'd like you just to put the letters of the answers, so A, B, C or D. So hopefully that's clear um, and the rest of it should be fairly straightforward as long as you're an expert and a pro and interested in ECAM in every single way. Are we ready? Let's do it. Yes. Do it. So, for all of you, what should be your default source settings in Ecamm when creating scenes? I'm going to give you a few seconds to write that. So, please put A, B, C or D in the comments. And we'll be back with you very shortly with some with the correct answer, <laughs> hopefully. if Well, we have Neil as the expert there. I'm fairly sure he would be okay with this, but yeah, yeah, yeah you never know. This might be a bone of contention, though, Mark, because there may be multiple right answers and... Yeah, it could be subjective. So I'm going to give you what I think my right answer is, and you can argue with me in the comments. It's fine. And we can go from there. That's true. So far, exactly. it, looks, it looks good. It seems to be that we're, we're in a position oh. to, to be able we to... Have, we potentially have some winners. And we did well, get we, ha we have some people involved, yes. That's the yeah. Oh, well, that's something, at least. <laughs> <laughs> people answering questions is always good. We don't care if it's right or wrong. They're just answering questions. Well, I, I think also the most important thing is the fact that they're actually listening to the people that are involved are actually giving <laughs> this information, which is absolutely brilliant. So, uh, well done. And the first person to get this right was... <laughs> and it was Roy. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Roy. <laughs> excellent work excellent work <laughs> no prepping was done prior yeah. to the show i um, can say that absolutely and, and i think well done, to be Mark. fair yes um, we should is. recognize the others exactly and marcus has a good point there stop watching the call because they have a delay in roy's in the thing <laughs> no, i think right. roy's on a popular delay as well. <laughs> that's right marcus you're 15 seconds behind everybody yeah. else and roy's got an advantage yeah so exactly exactly so we're, we're just, point, just bringing... i didn't think about that yeah, bring, bring, the, bring the first person in is the, is the way forward. Okay, right then. So, I think that's very true. So, here we go. Second question then. Here we go. And this was Lisa's, I believe. That's right. What day of the week does DJ Strick host the stream show? Is it A, Saturday, B, Friday, C, Sunday, or D, Wednesday? Oh, Interesting, and, and Ooh, I've just realised that I'm not sure that I said the answers on my on my <laughs> when I did mine. <laughs> so we'll we'll, we'll but it doesn't. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll we'll do it as a little drop in for the audio podcast. Having just listened to Roy's expert ideas of what to do, <laughs> just completely ignored exactly. Them. But there you are. You live in just there. do a little voiceover that doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't like you were told. It's like an AI. A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering whether in the end we might actually need some slightly harder questions, but I think maybe question three might stump a few people, but we will see I think how so. it goes through. Right. 
got a couple of questions, a couple of answers. Very good. Anyone else want to pop in before we give it away? I'm in there. The answer is... And the answer is... C, Sunday. Very, very cool. Ooh. Who got the right answer? Congratulations. Well done, Vincent. Well done. Good job. Love it. Love it. Bravo. Question three. Are you ready, Neil? I am. Let's do this. Okay, let's do this. All right. What year was Ecamm LLC, that's the company and not the program, formed? Was it A, 1990, B, 2004, C, I can't read that, <laughs> 2001, <laughs> or D, 1997? Sorry, Adam, I have a slippage there. Let's, let's go to ourselves and get the answers. All right. Sorry, I couldn't see. I had something over the screen. Dear, oh dear. No, it's Teleprompter fine. ghosting. So that was, that was above oh, and beyond you being blind, which you mentioned before. This is actually a proper... Yeah, one. exactly. I have these glasses on. Sometimes they don't work. Yeah. All right. 18 seconds. I think from the last question, I think <laughs> that may well be true. We talked, um, about, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. And then we decided that we couldn't quite work it out for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was too, it's too complicated, we Dan. We're like, well, okay, which day is it? I, I did originally put Monday. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. But yeah. We did talk about that. We did. <laughs> That's really funny. Great minds. Yeah, all, right. all right. So, and the so actual the answer, answer was... Is... 2004. Ooh. And that is actually on a public record... We, I did have to ask uh, Ken and Glenn, and they, they were scratching their heads <laughs> before, they, before, <laughs> before Daniel Lee actually came up and said, yes, I found the public record. It's 2004, guys, if, you, if you've forgotten. So there you go. But they did. There you go. Did we have an answer correctly? Oh, Not no. all of them were right, sadly. Unlucky. Oh, oh, which is a shame. Did we, have, yeah, we had no one with B. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, so dear. what do we do then? You've got a running total going, Neil, of, uh, of all these people, so that when we get to week 53, we have uh, we can actually give out a proper prize, like a mug or something. <laughs> That's right. Through. But it, we're gonna, are we going to repurpose our own merch that we've put? No, we don't do things like that. <laughs> no. It'll no. St no. It'll be washed and ironed. But anyway. <laughs> You're going to iron your mug? How do you iron your mug? Well, well, you know, yeah. Whatever works, I think, is probably the way forward. Uh, and uh, Roy, Roy, Roy's, Roy's come to our, our save, he's saving us. Technically listed it Sunday, I think, for the, for the thing. Thanks, Roy. <laughs> well, we've got Thank a fight you. going on. <laughs> <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Okay, well, we anyway, don't want to yeah, cause so. any disruption. I know, exactly. it's, uh, it's all kicking off. So. All right. Well, I will keep that running total. And as Mark said, at the end of the year, there will be some super prizes for the person who's answered the most questions correctly. Yes. And do we Come. give a booby prize for the person who's not? I'm not keeping count of people. Who've got no. no, no, <laughs> we'll keep it going. But, but please do keep coming back because, as I say, the more people that come back and the more people that we do it, the prize will get better and better and better. And, uh, and then when we tell Ken and Glenn maybe what's going on, they might be able to up the prizes <laughs> on our behalf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We'll have to ask them. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All yeah, right. Exactly. So next is Creator Showcase. So every show we decide to feature three people from the Ecamm family. And these people were in our group in Creator Camp 
and that's where we that's where we're starting but we are going to obviously feature more people so i'll just go from left to right so we've got mike reed so mike delivers some online webinars and in-person workshops relating to the techniques and awareness around sorry teachings and, and techniques and awareness around mental health now apparently According to his site, he has a proven track record in public speaking and he's delivered over 600 workshops. And he is, uses Ecamm exclusively for a lot of the online workshops that he does. Liz helps build real businesses with email marketing. So if you need help with creating engaging newsletters and gaining new clients and contacts, then check out Liz's site. She's got a template and lots of workshops to help you build that email client base. And Scott Ackerman is one of the tech guys at Speedify. And Speedify, if you don't know, is an application for when you need some extra internet bandwidth for all your live streams, conference calls, and even gaming and stuff like that. And the idea behind it is it will bind a 4G and a 5G connection from your phone and use all available internet-based connections to give you a faster upload and download speed. So those are our three Creator Showcase team for the show. <laughs> very, very cool. that, that was our cheer, <laughs> our camp cheer. Oh, oh, yes. Thank you, Marcus. For all the people, definitely. <laughs> one of us, one of us. <laughs> Every time we see that. <laughs> exactly. Are we doing some merch on the perch? Yes. Yes. Let's merch and church. So one of the things we wanted to do was to get you involved, and we thought one of the ways of doing it, apart from doing the quiz and also being a guest and, and being part and sharing your stuff with us in the chat, was to send us in some of your pictures related to Ecamm. So obviously, merch has been something which we talked about a lot today, but we want your merch in a way which is a bit of fun or sharing in a in a in a place that maybe you wouldn't necessarily expect it to be. So we've got three that we've shared today, but we'd love you to send them in so that we can. And show yours as well and we'll have details of how to do that right at the end of the show but but here are three first of all so this one is mine this was a podcast training course i did for in london earlier this week and i thought it was great until neil then pointed out that maybe i could have done a little bit of cable organizing especially if it was going to be put on our show but I did my best. That's all I can say, and uh, and I think the main the main main reason is, of course, is that he's he's quite the photographer. This is Neil's merch on the perch, which is just beautifully organised, and I think I can see what he means by the artistic <laughs> <laughs> artistry that's going on. I can only apologise. I appreciate the realness. Thank That's you. Real. Yeah, Thank you're you. keeping it real. Yeah, exactly. It's not all fake. What you're saying real. is it's fake that I did. That's, that's no, no, I'm saying no. it's prof I'm saying Age. it's professional. Actually, yeah, and I'll put me wherever that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, poor Marcus. You broke the merch mug. Oh, I'm really? Sure, I'm sure How did you do that, Marcus? How did you break it? Yeah, aren't yeah. they metal? That's that's mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, just just to keep us yeah. all kinds of all of us in check, Lisa's the one that kind of brings the show back to normality. I love this picture. It's lovely. It's fantastic. It is. And where did you get the hat? Is that an uh, an, an OG kind of thing? And I, it's an OG. I don't know. I ordered it a, a year or two ago, I think. And I like it because it's already tattered and torn like it's got that lived in look <laughs> not not just from wearing tears or real reality not just from wearing tears <laughs> <laughs> looks great uh, it's very good very very good so we spoke about the 
the the people that be at ECAM who are really important. And so, should we share our next guest? Yes. Yes. So, let's, indeed. Let's do that. The next guest is Katie. Hey. Every, everybody that knows ECAM knows Katie, so she has graciously <laughs> agreed through no money changing hands to join the show in a couple of weeks. And we're looking forward to having Katie on the show to talk about her role in ECAM and also her splinter podcast that she has talking about old movies and stuff, which is super fun. I really enjoyed the Christmas movies that she did. Die Hard is Christmas movie. Fact, Roy Richardson, trademark. There you go. As you mentioned today, <laughs> I just want to talk about real quick, the show, which is coming up in two weeks. It's going to be slightly different because I, I live in Portugal and Mark lives in the UK. And for one week only, actually for a few days, Mark is going to come over to sunny Portugal and join me live in the studio. Maybe not this studio, because I'm not sure we're going to fit in this studio together. <laughs> we might be fighting. We might just have to sit on my knee. But that's another awkward conversation we'll have when he turns <laughs> yeah, that's up. That's a different show. But I thought we were keeping that under wraps. That's a different show together. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we are. That's a different, that's a splinter yeah. show. We'll do that next time. And Triloquist show. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm Whatever. So Mark will be joining me uh, live in Portugal for the next Creator Amplify, Creator Amplify show. But Lisa is also <laughs> not going to be in her home. You're going to be in Possibly. Palm Springs, right? Yeah. For, I might yeah. be in Palm Springs in the desert with the lizards. <laughs> and Lisa yeah. has got the unenviable task of remote producing this show for us, as well as being the host, as well as being the person who's going to be asking all the questions. So that and Mark and I are just going to be sitting back with her. Carafe of wine or three, eating some yeah. cheese and some Portuguese. Watching meat. me struggle wow. on my stream deck. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. It's only the marketing head of Ecam that's going to be our guest, so that she won't mind at all. Exactly. Fine. So no hiccups uh, are unnecessary. No hiccups. Smooth show. show. No yeah. problem. <laughs> All right, so how Indeed. can people get in touch with us? If you want to send some merch on the perch, we want you to be our guest, and we have a, a sign-up link for that. We want you to send us your merch on the perch. There's more merch coming down the pipe. Obviously, with the new site, people are going to be buying it in the droves, especially with the EcamFam discount code. And we want you to tell us about your show and, and how you get involved with video and podcast and content creation. So tell us a little bit about you and uh, you can be a guest on our show and share the love with everybody else that we have on our Creative Amplifiers family. You can get in touch with us in many ways. You can nominate or be a guest. That's right, you can actually nominate. You can shame somebody into being a guest on our show if you want. You can just fill in all the credentials for them and send it off. And then we will contact them and say, you're gonna be on our show in two weeks. And they'll say, how did that happen? and we'll have no recollection of doing it. So you can nominate yourself as well. If you want to, you can get in touch with us in the comments on the Creative Amplifiers YouTube channel. I did spell our name right on that Canva, which is good. Sorry, Roy, very, very sorry about that. Um, <laughs> on our link tree link, you will have a link to sending us an email. So no signing up for any other strange websites, but you can actually get in touch with us <laughs> by the link tree click the QR code there. <laughs> That's where you can send your merch on the perch and anything else. If you just want to have a chit chat, if you want to complain, anything you want, you can do. <laughs> and so Dan had, uh, has a message. Can I complain? As a message, you can complain. <laughs> oh, yes, I think is probably the answer. <laughs> so Lee, oh, there you go, yeah. Dan says you're going to be close, close to them in, in San Diego. And also, and, and which is what I love, oh, yeah. if I can actually 
find the the message from earlier on i you actually signed up during the show which i absolutely love and uh, let me see if i can oh, just yeah. find find this as well who signed up during the show oh, look at this we like that sign up during the show how cool is that I think it's amazing, and thank you very much indeed for doing that. Absolutely fantastic! Thank, thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, Can't wait. More the merrier. Wow! There we are. Well, that's it. I think right. Another another yeah. thirty-five minute show in the bag. Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we we did say it might be thirty-seven, so we might be a little bit. over, but we're close. We're close. <laughs> so, well, thanks for everyone for joining us. We've had we've had a lot of fun, as you can see. We just, yeah. just we wanted to hang out and have fun with everybody. And um, so, yeah, the, if you've got any suggestions, anything you want to do, let us know through all those things um, in LinkedIn, and we will see you again. Fingers crossed with all those things that we said might be an issue in <laughs> in, in a fortnight's weeks. time. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. See you we'll in see two you weeks. Take care. Very soon. Bye bye.